Watch this. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Cookie Jar Golf Podcast. I am Sam Williams and today I'm joined by my host, Tom Mills. Tom. Hello. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. How are you? <laughs> I don't know, I just thought I'd jump in there and kick it off. I uh, think that was quite nice actually. A good start to the pod. It's much, much more energetic than it usually is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, So, reason we're here today, young man, is to talk about Appleby Golf Club, Course Diaries. Short yes. and sharp, 20 minutes. We're um, all short and sharp. We're all twenty minutes short and sharp. Not sure how many people listening to this will have known, will know about Appleby, or how many will have played it. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted to, I wanted to go and see it. We were on our way up to Scotland recently. Had a little trip there, and thought, given the fact I was driving up solo for the journey, because you were. I think six, seven hours was it from Birmingham to St. Yeah, St. so six hours. So we were on route to St Andrews. Yeah, so six hours driving. Usually we're car sharing, we'll figure something out, whatever. But I just wanted somewhere to sort of stretch my legs for a few hours and I sort of put a speculative call into Helen at Appleby Golf Club, who um very helpful. Uh just sort of it's quite bizarre when you're sort of trying to explain to somebody that you really like golf at a golf club. Yeah. <laughs> uh hi Helen. Um yeah, it's Sam here. Sam um I really, really, really like golf. And I was hoping that... I don't really like playing golf on my own because I don't really like my own company. So I was hoping that maybe I could play with someone if I could have a friend. Could you find me a friend, please? That was kind of the vibe, wasn't it? And I thought... Um, well, look, I'd, I'd seen a few pictures of Appleby being, in, you know, in, in short, and thought, looks really interesting. I heard it plays great all year round. You know, it sits on those kind of high moorlands near T-Bay services. So it's kind of... You know, not far off the Scottish border. Um, felt like a great place to stop. T Bay is a good one for us personally because I think T Bay it's that it's that sign that you're halfway there. Yeah, pretty much it's exactly. Like you get to T Bay, you're like, oh, you know, you get a good sausage roll in T Bay services. Everybody likes that, and it's kind of like, yeah, okay, I'm halfway there. So it's a good spot to kind of like break up the journey. Perfect, per- perfect place. But I thought, well, I'm, I'm not going to drive there, get out and play eighteen holes on my own or whatever. That's just going to be a bit dry. So I said, look. You know, a bit bizarre, but I'm sort of really into sort of golf courses and golf clubs. Would really like to see Appleby. Um, I always think it's better experience when you play with a member or somebody that, that you know knows the course. And and she was just like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'll I'll have a chat with some of the guys up here, um, and we'll see you at eleven forty. I was like, okay, great, yeah, brilliant. Thought, thought we drove there. Um, and yeah, very quickly we've got president, to be, to be, past president there, wheeled out Chairman of Greens, Adam. Um To be fair, um you knew you were teeing off for eleven forty, but what time did you arrive? About half ten or so. About yeah, about ten o'clock, something around that. <laughs> yeah, I was keen. And I'd um I the reason we were travelling separately is I'd um had a previous engagement the day before and I had a meeting uh in the morning of Friday and then I headed up separately, but I kind of finished my meeting a little bit early and we got on the road and I I kind of established that I could get to Appleby for around about midday. Um, so you called me about 10 o'clock saying, well, you know, I'm just going to kick around, have a sandwich and wait until 11.40 anyway. Do you just, do you just want to head to Appleby? And, and you, uh, your understanding of Appleby, like, so I'd seen some pictures and you, it was I'd never cool. heard of Appleby. You'd never heard of it? Never. Right, so... 
after just five minutes of nonsense context setting there, but Appleby is known for having the horse fair, I think, each year, which is very popular with the travelling community. Apart from that, don't know much about it. Very nice town. Got its own train station. Clearly would have been quite a busy sort of trading post, maybe, in sort of like you know early 1900s, which all started to add up then when I drove through Appleby on my way to the club. It was like, oh, okay, this kind of makes sense. So, um, you know, a little bit of a potted history here. I believe the club was founded in 1894. 1903. Uh, say again? 1903. Set on their gate. No. Uh, no, no. Club was founded in 1894. But what happened was they moved to basically another site in 1903. So uh-huh. they played on a, on a nearby sort of Colby, not far, but then they moved over to where the current site was. And that's where Willie Fernie um, of Troon fame laid out the course for them. Um, you know, the reports of the day were it was, you know, to, you know, rapturous kind of feedback. So the story with that goes as well. We, obviously, we we were lucky enough to be with the president, an ex-president, uh, uh, Chairman of Greens, Adam, who was... Also, the course record holder. Yeah, we'll come on to him in a bit. Absolute ball strike. Come on to him in a minute. Um, we um, we were we were going around, and they said that that with with Fernie, they got him down, and it was kind of like, yeah, we'll get you trained down. We'll give you a good, really room good, good board, night out. We'll put you up in a hotel. And you could draw it on course. the back of a fag packet, and that was that. And that's that's all it was. He came down, did it on the back of an envelope. So there's there's de- there's definitely a lot of good history there. I think we're going to talk a bit about the course, we'll talk about the round and we'll talk about, you know, you know, thoughts and whatnot. But you know, just in terms of that, there is a lot of heritage. What I would say about the golf course is there hasn't been massive alterations to the layout of the course. Most of the green sites are original. You know, they've they've done quite a bit of work within the club to understand kind of, you know, all the history and stuff. And it's quite interesting. There's a couple of other green sites that may have been used and some moderate alterations. But by and large, you're playing a routing that pretty pretty closely reflects what would have been laid out in 1903. So um, thoughts, just talked about the golf course then. So you're going in with zero expectation. Which is which is, happens to be the way that I like to, to approach golf courses. I like... Um, this is this is part of a, of a mini tour of ours and, and there'll be another podcast um, released shortly of another course that we visited. Um, and for those of you who follow us on social media, maybe you already know what it, where it is, but I like to go places with absolutely no idea about them because I find that if I go in with any previous expectations, I tend to have a tainted view, either positively or negatively, but I don't tend to, I think I don't get my own views if I if I go in and... Yeah. So I, I went to Appleby and I didn't look up what it was. I just turned up and said, I'm going to play this golf course. On my way there, you, you, you're acutely aware. I mean, you, you're in the Lake District anyway, so you're higher. But you're acutely aware you're getting higher as you travel into the golf course. Mm. And it's... You're in like... Right over the you're in the clouds. It's high. You know, the views are magnificent. And you pull up and... You got the clubhouse there. That's you know, nineteen ninety nine. I think. I think the the new clubhouse the extension, extension stuff, was done in nineteen ninety nine, but it's an original clubhouse, and it's all very. It's got a very nice feel to it. It's like a yeah. very relaxed club. You know, the green fee. You know, off season we were playing twenty five pounds green fee mm. goes up to I think thirty five forty pounds maybe peak summer rate. Like this is not expensive golf, and. Out, you know, outstanding really for what you're getting for your money. It's and it's just a really friendly club, really yeah. nice, just yeah, very yeah, nice yeah. clubhouse. Everyone was really friendly. Like it's one of those places that you walk in, 
And I always, you know, I, I love going to golf clubs for the first time, but there's so many golf clubs you go to that you're looking forward to it when you get out of the car. And it just feels like you're either not welcome, it's just not a vibe, and it's just not the case at Appleby. Everyone really welcoming, everyone friendly, you know, just very relaxed place, very cool. Yeah, I mean, and I think as a positive, before we go on to the course and, and the round and how, how it went, I mean, I don't think you can ever knock a a, a golf club that's got a snooker table in. No, for, you I, know, I'd subscribe to that. Full on snooker room. It was, uh, walked in, there was no one, uh, no one about playing snooker, but I was like, mm, mm. yeah. Could loiter around there quite a bit. Yeah, nice I, I, could, I could hustle in there. Um, I mean, I've never had a break more than 10 in my life, but I could hustle in there. But given we'd been we've been obviously a few months through winter now, kind of just coming back out into spring, hopefully, it's kind of wearing thin playing on some heavy ground. So, you know, and coming up to Scotland, yeah. So coming up to Scotland, thinking bit of links golf, brilliant. Knew this was you know quite sort of firm ground, plays quite linksy. As soon as we got out there, I was like, yeah, this is going to be great. Surfaces looked pure, like the putting surfaces just looked like, oh wow, these look amazing. Um, and it's just nice, firm turf. So, like, I think, you know, one of the biggest things here for me with Appleby would be that the golf course is great, but it's it's infinitely greater, pure and simply because it's on good land that plays firm yeah. year Sandstone. round. Absolutely. Sandstone's what it's built on. It's if, just... it was, if it was on heavy clay soil, it would still be a nice golf course, wouldn't be particularly playable, and it wouldn't actually be that enjoyable to play most of the time because the ball sticks. Whereas it was really alive, wasn't it? Like from the from minute one when you hit a shot, you can see the ball bouncing. You know, the, your approach shot into one. You know, you play the first, which is, you know, a sort of little dog leg, very gentle opener of about sort of 320, 330 or something. You're flicking a wedge in and you're watching the ball sort of like, you know, running along the ground and, and taking, and you nearly canned your approach to be fair. But it's like, yeah, this course is alive and the ball's running and it's just so much more enjoyable. Mm than just watching it land and stick. Yeah, for sure. I'd go for that. But also, I mean, this place is high and it's fairly exposed. And it was windy. I mean, we played it at a particularly bad time. And the running joke, I think, that we've always found is like, you go to a Lynx course or, or wherever that you visit and... It's like windy, and you're like, oh, you know, you say to a member or or someone who works, you're like, Christ, this is this is windy, isn't it? And they no, go, No, it's not. No, this it's is not windy. Wind. This, this is a gentle wind. breeze, you wind and you yet, can't yeah. even stand up. But like, we got out, and we were like, we we said to Ray, who's the the the, the past president, we were like, yeah, this is this is bad, isn't it? And he was like, it never gets like that. This, yeah, this he was is, like, this, this is, is really crazy bad. Wind. Yeah. Is... Now we're we're talking like a constant forty, gusting fifty five, sixty. It was. There were some shots on the back nine where I was really struggling to hold my balance. Yeah, it was like there was a point I think on like the eleventh or twelfth where um, Adam, who is the the chairman of Greens there, that is also an absolute ball striker. He couldn't actually peg up the ball. Like as he pegged up the ball, just fall off, and he kept on. Yeah. I mean, it was windy, but like that didn't detract from it for me. And in a way, actually, I, I quite enjoyed the battle of it. And there are. It was, it was a test. Yeah, for sure. It was a test. Yeah, you you just could not impart spin on the golf ball, otherwise you're going to get marmalized. But I think it was. There are some holes there, as you play. One is up the hill, 
and it kind of like you say a gentle dog leg and then you turn around two and three and four two you, and three are straight you play, into you're heading back straight out. into wind but it's almost south aren't you and it was you know northern and then wind you come across this stretch it. of holes which are just breathtaking four which is the downhill four I really liked three. although it's great fun like yeah. it's like a little wet, dinky wedge down the down the hill you land in the ball on basically a ski slope again it's just an exciting golf hole to yeah. play I would say it's probably not the fairest golf course, you know, I don't, but, you know, the fairest golf hole rather, but it's a great fun golf hole to play. Yeah, like, then, I don't think elevated um, downhill par threes are ever bad, but that no. one's particularly enjoyable. But to set some context, you, you play four, which is, I think it plays 160 odd downhill, but because it's, it's all runs down to it and it's fairly well cut all the way down to it, you can hit literally anything you want down there and it'll kind of make make its way to the hole yeah um and you've you've played really 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 downhill to get to this so obviously physics and the law of life tells you that you've got to go back uphill yeah. and now you get to five which was just yeah so we should probably talk a little bit about adam at this point before we sort of get too much into the round so adam was playing with us and then ray and dave the president pastor and just having to wander around and chatting to us and telling us about the course um and walking down to the fourth green you'd sort of said oh heard adam's got the course record here so oh crikey what's the course record it's gone 61 it's like geez yeah now it's adding up i've just watched this guy slot drive a two iron into the last two par fours and nearly birdie both of them i was like this guy's a serious ball striker um so you know adam was like quite keen to sort of test the ball strike and I think it's fair to say so he took us to a teeing ground for the fifth which you play up across this slope don't you of Bracken yeah. but it's, it's kind of like playing up the Eiger as well like it's serious elevation yeah. I don't get much launch on the ball at the best of times I genuinely didn't think I was going to clear it with the driver yeah I think it was um, probably kind of you're looking at maybe 30 yards 20 yards of elevation yeah it's not that it's and, not that bad a carry to be fair no the carry is about 150 but it was into a howling breeze and we were down in this sort of this quarry bit that you'd you tee off from and you teen up over this hill and I, you know, I'm turning around to and at this point Dave and Ray the president and past president you're like you know walking around with you and giving you they, they'd kind of sussed us out and they were just giving us jip they're like you're never going to make it you can't get up there you're going to you're going to need everything you got on this and I'm trying to wail on I was doing some joy I was getting absolutely roasted on the <laughs> way around um <laughs> But no, that was pesh. cool. That's absolute pesh. <laughs> yeah, it's absolute pesh. So. Um, but it was, it was, you know, very, you know, kind of great little stretcher holes that you then start sort of meandering away. One of the strange things with the courses, it's like, it's a huge amount of land they've got there. Like, yeah, like 450 acres. 450 acres. It's an 18 hole golf course. It's not really changed in terms of the routing. And you don't really go anywhere near the clubhouse after until you get yeah. back to 18. So you go around this sort of huge loop. Yeah, it's not an um, out and back. It's a round and round, isn't it? It's like a massive circle. It's not, what I wouldn't say is it's not a massively long walk. There's no like, no. you know, green to tea, it's fine and stuff. Like everything's really nice there. Um, but you play in this kind of huge loop. So you play out and across when you finish five and sort of head up towards these huge sort of moorland sort of hills. Um, and you play a collection of like, you know, six seven eight just and nine just banging par fours yeah, really yeah. really good two shotters you know good mix in length different shot types 
you know, the because eighth. Because it, it rotates a lot as well. The wind is always different. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah like, exactly. You, you play like the eights. Eights is an outrageously good half par, par, uh, par four. You know, it's, it's like 300 yards. Prevailing wind's going to probably help you. Little dog leg right. You sort of play onto this little sort of, you know, plateau fairway. Really funky green site. Yeah, just just amazing, and, and the whole course kind of goes like that. To be honest with you, yeah. doesn't it? It's no, there's no par fives, six thousand yards, par sixty eight, um, a proper challenge. Yeah, I mean that's one of the things that that I think Ray was was saying. You know that some people look at it and say it's because it's, it's not six thousand yards; it's five thousand nine hundred ninety seven yards. Mm. But par sixty eight, and they're like, you know, it's not even six thousand yards. This isn't going to be a challenge. But like when you dial that up to a par. 72 you can essentially add 200 yards of stroke but yeah per stroke i think yeah so you now you're looking at six eight you know that's not that's not a short golf course yeah no no from the back you know, which um, you know adam was only too keen to get us back to as many <laughs> yeah. times as he could um <laughs> but yeah like you know i think i think that aspect is great i think a lot of lot of variety um but the I middle of it, because it's 450 acres or whatever, you know, like, and you play around a big circle, and in the middle of it's like a working farm. And all around, like, I think the whole course has got, it's very much got Cleve vibes, it's got Kington vibes, you know, there are sheep everywhere, there's horses on it, it's, um, very raw. it's not common it's really land, because no. uh, they own the, the freehold of it, but it's, it's, the farmers have right to pasture animals on the land. So there's animals like everywhere. It's all maintained by the sheep. And as you go across, Ray's going, see those sheep? Good sheep. He points to us. See those sheep? Bad sheep. We don't like those sheep. And it's just like, it's just so raw. And it's just, it's very just, raw. yeah, it's very, very good. And the, uh, the greens. Well, I think those are the couple of things. So I think a couple of things that would be really unique to Appleby, because we know we're sort of talking about the course generally and stuff. I think a few things that are just specific worthy of mention. Um, I mentioned holes like eight and five and four and some, some standout holes. For me, the condition of the course, to play, to play, to play somewhere that you could pay for a green fee of £25, the, the putting surfaces were unbelievably pristine yeah now they and they've just been timed <laughs> and it's it's you know like you say they've got you know pasturing animals on the course they've got the sort of abba dovey thing with the electric fences around the greens sensible idea keeps that keeps everything off there the putting greens were absolutely pure yeah, like they were lightning they? fast and true that was just yeah you know amazing three green keepers that are looking after that place just amazing um i think we were walking down 13 and there was kind of like the remnants of an old fairway trap. And uh, I think Dave said to me, see, see that there? That used to be the only fairway bunker on the course, but we had to get rid of it. I said, why? I said, the sheep used to go and lie in it. <laughs> <laughs> because all the, the greenside traps are within the 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 electric fence, so they, that's fine. They could You they could play it, so you just step over it, play your shots, whatever. And yeah, yeah, very, very, very good. So I think, I think for me, the condition, like, you know, would be, be like, that's point one. Like, it's just in good condition. I would be really confident saying to people, stop there on a, on a trip up to Scotland or go and play Appleby. You're just not going to be disappointed with the condition. I think point two, like, you know, one of the things to talk a little bit about is sustainability in golf. And, you know, we'll probably talk a bit about that on another podcast. But, you know, it is, a, it's like a Cleve Hill. It's a standout example of, how a golf course can just be uber sustainable there. You know, I thought, I thought well, that was amazing. Because it's the right land. Yeah. 
because it's it's like links land it's the land that golf is supposed to be played on that you can maintain very very easily you don't have to to go nuts on fertilizer you don't have to go nuts on trying to change the landscape to make it fit a certain way so that people can play golf it's just it's a plot of land that people are knocking a ball around on trying to make it go into a hole and they've just kept it that way and that's what it is yeah exactly exactly and and i think you know for me as a couple of others there's there's been a pic there's pictures i've seen of it and it's maybe this is like a indictment of the instagram generation we live in now but you know i'd seen these pictures of like a really cool punch bowl green with some bunkering and stuff around. i was like god that looks insane that's the 15th hole which you know caught the signature hole and i know that's 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 banned from the lexicon in you know golf architecture these days but it is a particularly memorable golf hole isn't yeah. it it's one of the most it's the most outrageous punch bowl green i've ever seen like it's it's yeah. so, it was more of a bathtub green but it's so steep on the sides you play this sort of 170 180 yard par three you can just about see the top of the flag fluttering around and there's a marker post and you just lump a club down there and it's going to drain. And if you're chipping around the green, you can chip up and down the half pipe all day. And it's like, this is, it's an, I, I thought it was a stunning golf hole. Yeah. Really yeah you good. play it over like a stream that meanders its way through. So like, it's all carry. It's like 160 yards of carry. But if you get it in, into that bowl, you like, you've almost always got six foot for birdie. Like, you just need to hit this gigantic ball, and if you if you hit it, you'll have six foot for birdie because everything just sh- everything goes shuffles to down yeah. to the pin. It's just it's, it's just a hugely fun golf hole. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say it's one of the most fun golf holes I can remember playing last few years. Like it's yeah, just a, just a great golf cool. hole, so it sticks in my mind. Um, so I, I you know I think you know in the round of talking about it, I'm really glad I got to stay and and see Appleby. I was just like, you know, yeah. it's not. a... I'm unlikely to go and spend time in Appleby as a destination necessarily. But when you're driving through there and you've got the opportunity to bolt on another course, and there's loads of places you can play that, you know, would love to have gone back to Silleth. You know, yeah, it's been ages since I've gone back that's there. That's something, you know, you say, what, what's And you always around? want to play somewhere different or new or sometimes you're driving for six hours and you don't want to get out of the car and have a really full-on round and a really big day somewhere. You just want to, you know, stretch your legs for a few hours and it's just perfect like i was i was really glad um what else was cool about i mean i think i got to about i think i was on the 18th and it's there's no trees at all in this golf course it's this sort of one big loop and that you kind of you do fall off green to tee it's it's fairly it's fairly close it's fairly easy and i, I think i i turned around to, to adam who's the chairman of greens i was like you could you could play this thing backwards. You're like, this yeah. is, and he's like, oh yeah, we do that. We're like, we haven't done it for a couple of years, but we, we do have comps where we play it backwards. And I was like, that is just so good. Yeah, Cause, it's cause, cool. it, or, Cause it is just all this big sort of loop. You can, it's all in front of you. You can just, he said, it does, it is complicated because of the way that like the bathtub green is on 15. And um, there are some, you know, that you're playing over quite a lot of rough because of the way that, the, the routing works and stuff but I mean the fact that you can do that is mint there's not many courses you, you can play backwards I agreed agreed and uh, that was cool yeah it was um, it was very good two, two, two slight sort of side topics on the round we already talked about how good a player Adam was um, I was struggling a little bit on the back nine I don't know if I've mentioned for a few hours but I'm currently in, in the throes of a bad episode of gout flare up 
Um, anyone who's had gout will know it is insanely painful. <laughs> and there was a few holes where we were going back to the back tees and I was just praying we could go off a nearer tee box to save my stride. Um, Your gout is, is becoming... Uh, it's, it's becoming a pickle. It's becoming like it? a soundtrack for me, to be fair. We're going we're to have to fix this because it's, it's not good. Um, but I remember that being heinously painful for a, for a few hours. Um, yeah, one thing I wanted to talk about was the tea boxes, which was, the, which was a poor segue. But they, one of the things they're putting in, which they were, you know, they were, it seemed like quite a big topic. You, you usually get a handle when you go somewhere as to what quite a big deal for the members is because they tell you quite quickly. Oh, we're going into this uh, gender-neutral tea box scenario now. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Tell them about that. And I know a lot of clubs are looking at doing it at the moment. I just think it's just a brilliant idea. Like, it explain, just makes total explain, sense. Explain. Well, explain what you mean by gender-neutral tea so, rounds. you know, I think typically, certainly in the UK anyway, tea grounds are usually marked with three colours give or take. Whites being the back or the members slash competition tees. Yellows being the slightly more generous men's teeing area, the front tees, and the reds being the ladies. And I can't remember the exact sequence of colours. I knew, sleep since then, you're going to forget, but it's sort of like blue. Orange was back, wasn't orange it? Orange was back, white blacks. Was the middle. Yeah, and they tried to back. remove some of the, the old stereotype colours. And, and it's absolutely right. It's like the colours then just represent, you know, whether it's how how long you want to play the golf course that day, the difficulty, the standard of player that's playing it. And I've seen things circulating online, people saying, you know, these are, you know, if you're a 18 plus handicapper, you know, you'd play off these tees. If you're a if you're a sub five handicapper, you'd play these tees, etc., etc. And it just makes total sense. You yeah, know, they were saying. I think so because I actually think. Um, I, I've said this t- t- to people before, you know, I, my handicap's just gone up, but I've gone up to, to eight, I've gone up from, from seven to eight. And I, I think that it'd be, it'd be a sensible way for me to play golf would be to learn how to play scratch from forward tees. And once I can play scratch from a 5,000 yard course, then I start to move backwards yep. and try and try and break par from a six, 6,000 yard course, whatever. But if I turned to most golf clubs and said, right, lads, I'm going to play off the Reds today, like, the, I think most clubs would be like, no, no, they're the ladies' tee. You can't play off the Reds. That's, yeah, and that's, there's some great holes do. to be had when you shove it forward yeah, on the team. Yeah, I think grounds. Blackwell's a great example. I think Blackwell um, has got some fabulous tees where the Reds are. You know, think about our 16th, our 13th. They, they're brilliant tee Better grounds. golf holes, arguably. Yeah, they're brilliant tee grounds, yeah. but we can't... Um, well, they're the ladies' tees, so you don't use them. And I think once you strip away that gender identity and say, well, these are the forward tees, these are the the, the middle tees. I think this is going to be a big thing. I think I the think next few years, eventually. I, I'd, I'd go so far as to say that, it, you know, tee boxes in general would probably be quite a big changing thing in the next few years. Maybe, I, maybe I'm like well behind the curve, even just mentioning it now. And it's like, yeah, this is yeah, old maybe. news, Sam, but... 
Um, you know, it's just a total common sense move, to be fair. They're saying, you know, we've got ladies that play in the county side that are, you know, low handicappers, and then they're trying, they want to play in competitions with their husbands, and it's like they're having to go off the front box, and the husband's off 18. Yeah. It's like, well, it should be the other way around. So, um, yeah, no, I can I could totally buy into it. But I think short podcast today. Hang on, we're um, not done yet. We, we're not done. No, no, we've got one more thing. I mean, I usually the the, the who took the, the sausage? The, the, anyway, who took well, the, can? Yeah, the soundtrack to this is usually you go up quickly and then I have an epic comeback and and do you over on the the last. I actually think you took the biscuits on this one. Did I? I think you must have. You you hit the ball pretty sound around. Uh, I hit it pretty good. I think there was. I went off tour around about fifteen sixteen when we turned into the wind and th- three holes howling into in the way home. I was like, I'm done now. I seem to remember having a stretch. I, I hit it. I hit it pretty good tee to green. It was really, it was fiercely firm and fast, like I said. And that caught me out quite a bit, actually, if I'm honest, yeah. around the greens. You really had to think about, you know, if you've got 150 in and there's a little bit of wind with, you had to be thinking, where am I going to land it? I've got to run it in. You know, some of the greens are crazy. Like, I, I yeah, hit that yeah, shot yeah. short of the, uh, the 11th green there, which is a sort of a nice little sort of fairly longish par four up towards the cottage in the corner. And the green is nuts. And I, I've hit a what I thought was quite a decent eight iron into the green, just to the front. I thought there's no harm, two putts, get out of here with a par. It was it was an impossible. Ray's just gone. You're dead there. I was like, I don't know what you're on about, Ray. On like, the green. I, you on I, the think, green. I think I've got 15 feet to the pin. I think I think we're okay here, Ray. He's like, you, you're dead. Yeah, there's yeah, like yeah. these huge swales and knolls around the green, and I had to traverse one. I I don't. Th- I think it was physically impossible to get the ball within 25 well, feet. We all went back and had a crack at it, and I think I hit. I, I think I hit the best putt you could possibly hit, and I had 25 foot left for. for it's quite cool. It's good fun it when cool. it's like that around the greens. You know, you could play chip shots. You know, back up the bank behind the green on some of the holes and watch it sort of move its way back. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, we weren't I think really took, keeping I, I, intense it, score. I'll give it to you. We? we weren't keeping score, but I'll give it to you. I think. I think. Um, you know, I'm the only person who had a putt for eagle. Um, but I'm telling you, I had a putt for eagle. I didn't have an eagle. <laughs> I had a putt for eagle, but um, I you think... slotted that drive onto one of the short par fours you play on there. Yeah, but... one in twelve, I think it was. Um, but no, no, I think I think uh, tip of the cap to you, my friend. You hit the ball. You hit the ball sound in that in that wind. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't actually score well that well. Though I seem to remember there was a few. I think I had a spell of a few holes where <laughs> I had you know, sub 100 yards in and I was walking off with five and I think I did that three holes yeah, on the you, spin. Yeah, you, you, were, you, were, you were quite sound at, um, at taking bogeys from unbogeyable positions. But There were some places where it was physically impossible to take more than three shots to get the ball in the hole and I seemed to manage it. Yeah, but... Um, no, but, but yeah, no. I think, so I think, I think, I think the overall, short long of it is yeah. Appleby is... I mean, it, if you've if you been honest, it's never going to be the destination because you're not going to go, let's go on holiday to Appleby and, and make sure we go there for the golf. But it is 100%. If you're going to go drive to Scotland, if you're coming from Scotland, you're going down to to the West Coast or and, and you want to stop, you know, you don't always have to stop for a sausage roll in T-Bay. I think you've always you got to look go at places could, that you want to play at some point. And if you get an opportunity, you should try and play them. I was a, like, we went away. I know this is a massive um, tangent here, but... Went away with the wife back down to um, near, nearby Tembe for a few days with with son and nice few days away and stuff. I'd always wanted to play Tembe. And I'd like, I never sorted it out. I didn't get it in. I drove away and I was like, I'm probably never going to be back near Tembe. I'm 
going to play the golf course. So that 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 chance is gone. So for me, it was like, oh well, I want to see Appleby. I'm unlikely to get a chance to do it for another year or two. Let's just go and see what it's like. And I'm really glad I did. So yeah, I'm glad I did it. It was a, it was good. And I actually think the membership and and and, and the, the all the staff there was so welcoming that you know if you give them a bit of a heads up and a notice. They'll roll out the red carpet. You know, they'll get well, some, they'll just, some people to yeah, meet fixing you, you with people. Members. I think that's, fixing up with the game. That's just if you're in the car and on your own in these places. You know, I do think there's a, a massive merit in reaching out to a club and saying, "Happy to pay a green you know, fee. Like, happy to pay a green fee. I just, just, just like, like to play, to play with, with somebody. somebody." And they're yeah. usually obliged. So, no, um, short podcast, but really enjoyed time at Appleby and curious to hear from anyone that's either played it, been experiences. Um, or whether or not it would now go on a, on a on a possible travel list for the future. Yeah, and certainly uh, if you get the opportunity, please do uh, do go and support them because they are it's a fabulous course and the fabulous guys of Appleby. So uh, thank you very much for listening. We hope you've enjoyed. I hope you've inspired you to uh, think about going and visiting Appleby. And uh, until next time, Watch adios. This.